crux of Thelema, his book of magic, the book of the law. And it just spiraled down from there. And it, it is, like you said, Luke, it's all about this old pagan, Old Testament, mystery Babylon, Egypt, Babylonian magic. And it's, it's real and it works. And he opened a rift. He opened a portal in the 1900s. So it's real. It works. He opened a portal. The history of our Earth is so different from what we can imagine. Enjoy the journey. The Smithsonian, that if they found out about a large skeleton somewhere, was to go get it. I'm going to assume at least one person is right, because if one person's right, it busts the paradigm. It all goes back to the fallen chair. And the problem with the modern-day church, they have a very truncated view of the supernatural. This backdrop that's just pregnant with all kinds of meaning associated with this Mount Hermon event. And this guy defects from the kingdom. That's a big deal. Hey, welcome back to Blurry Creatures. Uh, this week we have a podcast with Not So Secret Society's podcast talking about Aleister Crowley. If this is your first time listening to Blurry Creatures podcast, we don't usually get too conspiratorial, but you know, when these ancient occult leaders saw creatures, then we do talk about it. If you like to support this podcast, we are a member-supported podcast. Go to blurrycreatures.com slash members, become a member of the show, support the podcast. We have more perks rolling out daily for all members. Every member gets access to early episodes, bonus episodes, and members chats. Next Monday, the 23rd, we're having another members chat, 7 p.m. Central. Come hang out with Luke and I. We're going to be talking to you guys directly. And tonight, we're doing our first live stream for gold members. That's right, a live podcast where you can interact with us. We're doing it with Tim Alberino, and you can ask us questions. It's just another perk for people who really love the show and want to support it a little bit more every month. Go to BlurryCreatures.com slash members, become a member. And also, we're almost sold out of shirts. Again, we ordered a ton of shirts, but you guys are buying them like crazy. BlurryCreatures.com slash merch. Get yourself a t-shirt, and we'll ship it to you. You guys are amazing. Seriously, like, this podcast has become... I can't even tell you how busy it's gotten all of a sudden, and it's because you guys are sharing the show, and we get emails all day long. I don't even know what to say. Uh, if we don't write you back, it's not that we don't want to write you back. It's just that it's become overwhelming with all the channels and all the things happening and interviews and everything else. I mean, it's just incredible. So we're going to get Amy and Kara on the show and talk about Alistair Crowley. Thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. BlurryCreatures.com.
So welcome to you guys just, well, you guys are fairly new. You started this, but you guys are already off and running the Not So Secret Societies podcast. And we were just laughing a little bit about how we don't really get into conspiracy theories on our show because once you, I mean, we do talk about them, but once you kind of get in that realm, you start getting your channels deleted and dealing with all these problems. <laughs> we we try to stay with creatures and we talked to Tim Alberino a lot about Aleister Crowley and, well, not Aleister Crowley, but about the gray aliens and what they are. Are they demons? Are they not demons? Are they, are they you know little gray men in suits that are controlled or what, what, what are they exactly? But then, you know, a lot of people have been like emailing us about one of the probably five things that people want to talk about is Aleister Crowley supposedly opening a portal and talking about seeing these alien creatures and, uh, Hey, it's, it's a blurry creature, right? Luke. It's the, it's yeah, one of the you kinda, we haven't talked about Crowley at all, actually. I mean, this is fascinating because we know that whatever work he did is perpetuated and still exists and still is continued today. You know, we talked a little bit, Nate, uh, in our last episode about, mm-hmm. you know, the tombs of the God Kings and talking about what's happening at Bohemian Grove and are they continuing to sort of true. propagate and do these things? Um, it's true. You know, why, are, why, are, yeah, why are they looking for relics? Why are they looking for the DNA of Nimrod and, and Romulus and these, in these, <laughs> you know, these per, perpetual, you know, the cult would say they're divine, but we know that they are, they were for all intents and purposes, Nephilim or hybrids. And so here we are. And this yes. is exciting. Yeah. Welcome Kara and Amy. Welcome to the show. It's a long intro. I love it. We're gonna have to edit that out. A little <laughs> it's name, all, but. No, it's all good. We just <laughs> okay, Luke. We just need a little time to get the wheel, the, the, grease yeah. the wheel here. What, do you right. do you ladies have any thoughts on Bigfoot? Yeah, that's how a- we start. Any, any new thoughts? Let's just kick it off with the, in the creature space because that's what we do here. For anyone just new listening to this, there's probably gonna be some crossover listeners. We talk about yeah. creatures and Bigfoot and stuff like that, and and try to figure out what that is. And uh, yeah, so go ahead, Kara. <laughs> Um, I would love to see Bigfoot. That's my first thought. So I'd <laughs> yeah. like to have a sighting of my own. I definitely believe in Bigfoot and, and all sorts of things. Um, seems like he's got to be some kind of like leftover from the hybrid stuff happening a long time ago. Maybe he survived the flood. I don't know how. Maybe he's, I don't know how big he really is, how big his feet are. But if not, he's a hybrid <laughs> being from now. And I was thinking about him, like how he's kind of looks like a Neanderthal a little bit. And I was like, maybe they created Bigfoot as well to kind of help prove their quote unquote evolution theory, you know, is the missing link man, their missing link man. But I don't know. I, I love the concept of Bigfoot and I definitely believe in him. Bigfoot, come find me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I look for him in Idaho when I'm up there, but you know, <laughs> no such luck yet. But Bigfoot was an integral part. I think I told you guys last time in my uh winning my husband over. Mm. So he's a he's a big Bigfoot guy. So yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Bigfoot. I know he's out there, and I'm I'm ready to see him. <laughs> well, he's he sounds like a matchmaker as well, right? He that's, that's, he that's, Who knew? Who multi knew? multi-talented. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. He, he, and he's a fan of the ladies. We know that. So. <laughs> no, it's Nate. We, this is this is not a joke. This is actually he is, true. He is. Like apparently, he likes to show up, or he, she, whatever it may be. The the Bigfoot population is is yeah. likes women's voices and interesting and music. So if you Decided to go yeah. and sing. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe our furry friend will show up. Yeah, you don't. Maybe you don't want him to, though. I know. I was yeah. just thinking. No <laughs> singing braid, in my backyard. He might braid your hair. He might braid your hair. <laughs> it seems like it just seems like you want Bigfoot to show up if you're in a certain area. If you're up in Washington, it seems pretty chill. Yeah. But if you're down in the south, then he just gets angry. So watch out. 
Oh, well, I live in Austin, Texas, and I kind of summoned him in just a second ago. So, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna come in and growl at you. I, he gets he gets real nasty in East Texas. So, yeah. that's 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 what we hear. Yeah. That's what we hear. But uh, uh, that's funny. But well, yeah. So we we've talked a lot about portals and a little bit about stargates and a little bit about. Um, we haven't really done anything because I know Crowley was also doing like drugs and stuff and trying to. You know, we haven't talked about the like. The elves that people see when they do DMT and all the weird things that go along with with psychedelics, but um, we've talked a lot with Tim about transhumanism, UFOs, and all these things. And then there's just been a debate a little bit on our show about what are the Greys and you know Crowley's connected to them. And so we thought it would be cool to do a show about that and try to see if it, are they just continuing this work that he started in the late 1800s and, and continuing it on. And there, are they? doing that at CERN or what are they doing and and what did he see uh, specifically and how does it relate to the blurry creatures probably the blurriest of the creatures we talk about is these entities that show up on fly away on UFOs and things it gets weird but <laughs> but thanks ladies come thanks for coming on and of course let's, let's, let's hop into it this is our jam I mean we just literally did a podcast on this on the on the major players the major occult players so mm. We're, it's kind of fresh in our mind and they're definitely, you know, Alistair was definitely summoning something and he was definitely doing this sex magic and this dark occultic magic. And he definitely created a rift is what a lot of the major occultists think during this time in the early 1900s, right, Kara? Yeah, it was 1918 when he did the Amalantra working. Yeah, uh, which was opening. Yeah, we're opening portals with mediumship with his partner, Roddy Minor, who's a female. And yeah, they created a portal mm. between our universe and another and it brought in lamb. And you were just talking about psychedelics and DMT. And that actually I used to do psychedelics. I don't anymore. And I did a lot. I've done DMT and I've actually seen a gray on. I'm a seer. Well, I was. I don't do this anymore, but this is part of my story. I've mm. just recently been saved this last year by Jesus. And but before that, I was very awesome the new age and then practiced magic and didn't call in or portal in but i absolutely i've seen a gray so they're real it's a real thing it comes in through the spirit world but it's definitely a blurry creature and researching alistair crawley and learning about the amalantra working i was feeling like wow this is i know exactly how this works unfortunately this isn't hmm. necessarily something i'm proud of but like i i did a, like i said a ton of psychedelics and I have to think that Alistair Crawley was probably using psychedelics as well when this happened. Sure. Yeah. The research I've done, he was, mm -hmm. and he, I mean, he was so hardcore. I've heard he got kicked out of some of the, like the groups he was in cause they didn't like him. You know, yeah. he, he seems like he was just a step, <laughs> he was a step uh, up another level, but what, yeah. what did, what do grays look like? I mean, I, it looks I, exactly what you think. And when this, I was very naive and didn't, I used to just do psychedelics just for fun on my own mostly, but I had connected and I gave a testimony on our podcast, not so secret societies where I, I talk about this and I had connected with a girl who opened circles and practiced magic and we did psychedelics together. And so that's a key thing here is op you open a circle when you do this. Kara, what does that mean? That means you call in, somebody calls in the, all the directions and you call in the different guides or spirits that you work with. You, Yeah, you. It's, that's how you open the portal. And that's also very important. You have to close that portal at the end too. Yeah, and you know, I, I never 
purposely practice any witchcraft or anything, but I, I connected with this girl who was doing it. And then that was the night I saw a gray and it portaled in through her eyes. And that's how Alistair Crawley did this work too. They even say that, and I'm not recommending anybody does this, but if you look at the image of lamb, even through the eyes that you can continue, like you asked, are they still doing this? Like, yeah, yeah, they're still doing this. Unfortunately, yeah. this is, they're trying to bring the fallen ones in. This is, you know, God is very clear in the Bible all throughout. Don't practice magic. Don't do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alistair Crawley, you know, he's nicknamed the wicked one or B666 for the nothing. Beast, Even yeah. Roddy Minor, the woman who was the medium that he worked with, didn't like him. They had a falling out. His mom called him the beast, which is just crazy. Yeah. So what happens if you don't close the portal? You said you had to close it. Yeah, you always well, you know, you mentioned the Babylon workings and I read, was reading that they who is that again? That's um, the Jet Propulsions Laboratory founder, Jack Parsons and the Scientology guy, Ron Hubbard. Oh, L. Ron they, Hubbard and Parsons. Yeah, because yeah. they continued Alistair Crawley's work in 1946, just before 1947. We've got uh, Area 51, all that stuff that happened, but they didn't close their portal. It, I was researching and it actually it maybe it had been too big of a paradox, like too much of a portal, like they may have done magic beyond their abilities and couldn't close it. And I think that that has a lot to do with how these like how someone like me is just doing psychedelics in their backyard and sees a gray portal through her friend's eyes. But if you don't close a portal, you, then you just you're leaving that it's like Stranger Things. Yeah, literally. I mean, magic's real. Like the spirit world's real. I'm, I'm here to tell everybody this because I mm-hmm. accidentally discovered this playing with psychedelics and we need to take this stuff really carefully. And I'm so grateful. I just keep wanting to say that I've been saved and that I read the Bible now and I understand like the roots of why we should not practice magic. Well, this is a great example. Why grays are not our friends. These are the fallen angels. I totally believe this is how they're trying to get in into our world. Mm. Wow. So much there, so much there. Well, it's good to have you. It's it's good to have. I mean, we did this episode. Did you yeah. guys know that? I was like, do they know that I've like literally uh, seen? No, I mean, this is how our show works. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like the people come on that continue the story that we've been trudging along through, trying to get more clues to how to figure out these blurry creatures. And it's I had a feeling you guys knew a lot about it, but I didn't know that you had <laughs> this much experience. So, so what is well. A lot of people talk about there's a difference between fallen angels, greys, demons. There's there there's a delineation between those. What do you think about that? And it, and some people are skeptics who say, oh, it's just hallucinations. It's not actually happening. It's just happening in your head. It's not you're not actually talking to these entities. What do you say about that too? Uh, it's absolutely happening. <laughs> yeah, um, there's no doubt. It's a real thing for the longest time because I, you know, I did psychedelics. I'm 39. I did them for and I don't do them anymore. It's been like about a year since I've I've done them. I stopped doing them. God saved me. Literally, I have a whole testimony on not so secret societies about this. But basically, for the longest time, I would do psychedelics alone and I didn't know I was a seer. I didn't know I was a natural channel. Um, I have the abilities to do mediumship and all of that. I don't do it at all anymore. I've closed myself off from that now that I know what it is. But before I had no clue and I thought that it was just my hallucinations for the longest time. I thought everybody heard voices when they did psychedelics. I thought everybody saw beyond this world. I thought Buddha was coming to everybody. And then all of a sudden I started sharing later in my life and realized, no, okay, well, what is this? It's going on with me. And then I just, my abilities just got stronger and stronger. I got to the point where I knew exactly what it was. And once I got the biblical foundation, I was like, oh my gosh, these fallen angels have been talking to me. I have been seeing, I knew I'd been seeing the spirit world, but it didn't make sense to me until I really read that even Lucifer looks like an angel of light. Like this is, this is what they're doing. They're 
you know, the gray when the gray showed up, it literally like looked exactly like the quintessential gray. But I, I was looking at my friend's head in the and it all of a sudden and they come through the eyes. They come back. The eyes are portals and her head just started blurring like like a gray big eyes. Her eyes turned into the gray eyes. And it was like it was stretching and like moving and like sponging. It was absolutely coming in and like activating her downloading information, which is what these people are trying to do is get that tree of knowledge information that we're not supposed to touch. So how do we pull this all back to to Crowley, right? You talk about like the late 1800s and, you know, for those that don't have a lot of reference on Crowley, like, you know, he was born in 1875. There's, there's just, there's basics out there you can pull up online, but he was into some things that we haven't really talked about. One is the, he's into sex magic stuff. And so kind of want to touch on that with, you know, with, with you, Amy and, and Kara, and then also not so secret societies. He was part of a secretive group um, called the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Would love to talk about that because he was into Egyptian stuff. Like like Nate said, his mom called him the Beast. He ended up changing his name. Like, can we go back a little bit and talk about whatever was happening then and how we're seeing threads being pulled today on the same measure or same order of, of what maybe he started? Because you know, we we started the show talking about how he was trying to open, you know, or did open a portal, and then there was this entity that came through that people people say just regular people that don't have shows like this talk about saying it looks. It looks a lot like a gray. As Nate said, we talked about grays a lot. There's a bunch of different ideas about what these things are. And, you know, there's the practicalists that would say these are actually like an, some kind of alien race. And then there's the people that say this is definitely demonic and it's just a demonic thing. And then there's people like a friend of the show, Ellie Marzulli, Nate, who says it's a meat suit, right? Mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. For, the inha- in, for inhabiting, for a demon to inhabit because demons are disembodied. And yeah, but so, Tim doesn't agree with that. No, he know? doesn't agree with that. No, not at all. I'm just saying these are the, <laughs> these are the hypothesis, right? Is that yeah. there's there's all these different it's different ideas, right? And we it don't. Does. I don't know that we do have an answer necessarily. That because I think people fall on. It's not a fence either. It's like it's like a triangle fence. Everybody kind of falls wherever they fall. So, but you kind of mentioned a little bit, Kara. It was like that. The timing is interesting. In like the in the 40s is when all of a sudden a lot of these UFO activities started happening, more sightings, and then the deep state is, you know really gets into the weeds of, of area 51 and all that stuff, but the, kind of like, you know, a couple decades after his supposedly when he's really getting into the occultic stuff. So we can, we could probably try to connect it all together. And yeah, well, I mean, what I found funny with Alistair Crowley is he was born actually into like a really Christian household mm. and his father died at a young age and he like went off and just rebelled. He just went into this full blown rebellion and he came back and that's when his mom, like you said, called him the beast of mm-hmm. revelation. And he just, that was kind of the crux of his turning into this magical world of this kind of Enochian dark magic. Um, and so he just kind of turned rebelled and just went headfirst into just all this sexual deviation. And I really think that's the crux right there. This this magic opened these portals along with drug use and this Egyptian magic that he dived head into. And it was actually in Egypt with, I believe one of his first wives who um, he was bisexual, but he explored all sorts of different perversions on all different levels. I mean, not just male and female, but he was thought to be a a pedo as well. And so he um, it was in Egypt when he summoned through sexual magic, this, I believe it was, Iwas, yeah, is what it was called. 
And so that's when he wrote his crux of Thelema, his book of magic, the book of the law. It just spiraled down from there. And it, it is, like you said, Luke, it's all about this old pagan, Old Testament, mystery Babylon, Egypt, Babylonian magic. Mm. And it's, it's real and it works. And he opened a rift. He opened a portal in the 1900s. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's creepy because it's like, and it has a lot, I, I, there was a lot of, he started getting into prostitution quite a, mm-hmm. quite a bit. And yeah. it kind of reminds me of like sort of so the story of Nimrod of doing some sort of occultic sex magic. And that's when Nimrod changed. Yeah. And you wonder what, what's the connection there? Why doing those acts specifically change you or open, open yourself up. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. See, interesting too, it's Egypt, right? Like we, we know yeah. so much, that is such the epicenter for so much, um, even in, even biblical. And we go to the Exodus and that that's the place where he goes to sort of tap into this pathway to the occult. I think it has to do with the Orion lines, you know, the Orion lines. So the pyramids are set up and in the same as the Orion lines, which you see them all over the place. These, this is, this is how you open portals, part of how you, they do it on a really big level. And so going to Egypt, it would be a great place for him to try to practice that magic to bring in like Iwas, his, his holy guardian, who Lamb, the being he channels later, was to continue Iwas's work. But when he channeled Lamb in, he they say the gateway he created was like a link between Sirius and Andromeda. And Sirius is, you know, comes off of, I believe, the Orion lines, the belt of Orion that's supposedly their quote-unquote gateway to heaven and they worship the Sirius star which is also the Masonic I believe the Masons mm. um, yeah. that's the top of that's on the all-seeing eyes mm. the dog star Sirius wow I, we get a lot of those links people are always talking about how the pyramids are laid out all over the world and there's like this it has a lot to do with how the stars are laid out and I don't know <laughs> that that gets into like topics that we don't normally talk about but uh but it's somehow it's, we like to take it right? there, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we're just trying to figure out who bigfoot is and what's he doing out there and it gets us into these these places but it's all connected in some weird way so i mean before crowley is anyone like him doing what he's doing is there anyone else who's trying to open portals is there any or is he kind of like the godfather of this stuff He's the godfather of this. I mean, he's really the the major one of the major founding fathers of all this occult magic. Mm. Yeah, but, he, but like you said, wasn't he just he was just trying to replicate what we knew would be in the in the Babylonian mystery schools, right? Like, which yeah, it's 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 hypothesized is sort of being maintained or and or protected by. Orders like the Masons, like who have mm-hmm. this supposed secret knowledge and and this and that that they hold on to. Right. So, I mean, would you like the Godfather of maybe what we consider like the modern occultist? Stuff? Yeah, because obviously, I mean, this is this has obviously been yeah. going on for for <laughs> centuries, for you know, yeah. for millennia sure. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think when he went to Egypt is when you know he just learned that Egyptian magic. That you know, I definitely think it was stemming from them. Well, it's interesting that he liked his whole book. He claims was dictated by a an Egyptian spirit, an ancient Egyptian spirit that dict, you know, the law of Thelema that is his, is his book that he says was, it sounds almost like Joseph Smith in some weird ways where it's like <laughs> he, he's getting it dictated to him, you know, mm-hmm. the, this whole, this whole thing. It's, it's, it's bizarro to me, but also it's not, none of it is surprising. Is that like automatic so, writing or no? Yeah. I was just going to say that. And that 
was really the time in the night, you know, in the early 1900s. So Aleister Crowley was doing his deal and he was working this dark magic occult stuff. And, and yeah, like you said, there's nothing new under the sun, right? It's all old magic, just being re brought back in and utilized. But um, also, you know, you, you parallel that with like the Nazis and all of them, they were doing all that stuff with mm-hmm. the Vril Society, Thule Society, the Vril Maidens with the hair, automatic writing and the UFOs. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me how it all kind of coincides and something was open during that time to allow this kind of influx of these evil people or evil spirits rather coming through. Jack Parsons and Hubbard, they when yeah. they did the Babylon workings, they didn't close that portal. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. They couldn't. I don't think they could. I think it was beyond what they even thought. I don't I think they were they were way in, way deeper than what they knew. I think that's what happened. Yeah. And I know this is this is Nate we, this is really a family show for us like but <laughs> it's uh, I'm curious about sort of the methodology that they have, that they that they use here because I'm sure that has some insight in, into sort of into the darkness, right? Like, is that, is to, we all know the depravity and sin provide, you know, access points for the, for the darkness, right? It, and the fact that they're doing sex, ma- sex magic stuff, which I think is strange, but it's like, I, I know that from the horror Babylon stuff that we heard about with Parsons and that they're, they were trying to do the same thing in the desert. Like they're trying to do the exact same thing. Is he has any insight on what maybe the occultic theory is behind all that or what, I mean, it obviously works, but what, what they're doing is it, is it just like the idea that Paul says that like that, that sexual sins against our body are, are, are that, that much more, which is also a sin against our body. And so there's this sort of like level of depravity that invites this. Is that exact, is that more or less like surmising what's going on here? Or is there specific things that they, that this sort of stuff allows for? I'm trying to be careful what I say. That's <laughs> I don't know much about, sex magic honestly like i that was never any anything i personally practiced but i could only guess that you know to become one right there's a bond that happens in the physical world right here and then if you're evoking a spirit in then i would guess that you're allowing it to stronghold in your body and you're you're bringing that energy in here and then it's just gonna give you more information just i mean but you know i'm not i, I don't really know about a lot about that do you think honest. that they're trying to in a, in a sense, do some of the what we saw in Genesis six with with the inviting procre- procreation by yes. by yes. the yes. Sorry, <laughs> I've definitely wondered because I've just studying reading the Bible and studying it for the first time, and we're actually reading Genesis um, six and kind of tying it to Enoch in our Bible study, which Amy leads. And I've been wondering, like, how did the did the Nephilim physically come here and mate with women, or did they use sex magic or a combination of both because from my own experiences, I believe that the fallen ones um, are at least like energies mostly. Like when I saw these things, it was, I always used to think aliens would be like ET, you know, some physical being could come up and like touch its finger like he does in the movie. But then after my experiences on psychedelics, I was like, oh, the spirit world is like energy. So if you're doing sex magic with a spirit, like it's the energy of it, right? That you're evoking in. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting idea. I know I know that biblically too, the also angels came and walked around. So the idea yeah, that, right. that, that it physically happened, I, I tend to err on that side just because there's there's biblical precedence for it, right? Like there's totally. the idea that, that the angels totally. walked walked into Sodom and Gomorrah, and that's what I was. We say. just talked about, yeah. We just yeah. Well, yeah. and the, and the fact that the men wanted to know them, and yeah. and that's what the Bible says. You know, the men wanted to know them, and and they were trying to protect these angels, and so there's something to it in the supernatural. 
And there's something to it because the Masons and all of them want to, you know, there's, there's something to the sex magic. Right. There absolutely is. That yeah. makes sense. We talked to, we talked to a few people, Nate, on the show that, that talk about Nephilim, Nephilim host breeding and the idea that there's these breeding programs that are going on across the world yeah. to create hybrids. And how do you do that? Well, I mean, one way would be that like Gen 6, we believe they showed up on top of Mount Hermon. They stepped onto Earth. That is one way. But the other way would be what Parsons and them were doing was to try to sort of be, an, be a vessel yeah. for yeah for the in, mm. for the indwelling of something well, bad. I mean, the thing I read about Crowley that was so crazy is he like he gets sick and he goes to like live with his uncle or something. And then his uncle gives him a prostitute when he's like 15. And so it's like he gets baptized into this dark world through yes. through this sex act and then his whole life is just messed up from there so yeah so what so whatever it is whatever it that does to our access to the spiritual world you know i've never really thought about it in that sense but it it must be cool to go back and read the bible as an adult karen with all this knowledge now (laughs) yeah oh i never had read it before that's part of my story is i you know i had never even opened the bible until this last year so it's amazing it's the best book I've ever read. Like I, everything I read and it just blows my mind and it's so profound and amazing. And yeah, like, I don't know if I would have understood it the same way at other times in my life. I'd read it because of, you know, I've the awakenings I've kind of had about this world and really understanding like um, mystery Babylon and what was happening in the old Testament and why God needed to flood the earth and why idolatry is bad. Why we shouldn't practice magic. Like I got it. Cause you know, I made those mistakes and then I read the Bible. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, exactly. And a lot of us grow up and we, we have a hard time believing the stories because we we were kind of sheltered from all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like you get to a certain age and you slowly hear stories about it happening. And I'm sure you guys, you guys dive into that stuff all the time on your podcast, but you know, a lot of people still think this stuff is conspiracy. Like it's just doesn't happen. And then it makes you sort of doubt your faith, I think, because you don't have, I, I, I don't know. And then the weird stuff starts, you know, presenting itself more and more and you're like oh the bible is true all these stories are true and 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 it's just a funny it's just a funny how we all get there eventually but the roads we get there are different but in terms of crowley you know they they say that you know everyone gets their 10,000 hours who becomes an expert at whatever they're doing right does does it does it work the same way in the occultic world where like you have to practice and get better at it or is it just something that like it takes over you and then you're just you're a slave to it i mean cuz it sounds like he's trying he buys that house in Scotland and he gets weird and he's trying, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. he's like trying to do it, but he's not successful for a while. And it, that's what, that was my question is just eventually he seemed like he got better at it. I don't know how that works. I would imagine the more magic you learn, the more the better, like anything like, you know, more tricks you, you no longer even riding a bike, the more tricks you can do, um, the more spirits that he allows to stronghold in him, the more spirits he has to work for him and with him. But you know, yeah, I, I think that it ta- the more you practice magic, the better you get. But at the same time, also, if he's evoking spirits into him and he's using sex magic to have those spirits stronghold inside of him, he's going to take on their information. He's going to like that's something that's the thing about magic, I believe, is that there's a sacrifice with everything. Like, yeah, you can go out and practice magic and call in lamb, this being or whatever, Alistair. But now lamb is taking stronghold in you to give you the, this information or whatever. And that it's going to it can make him sick if he tries turning on these beings and he does doesn't want to work with them anymore they could turn against him and that very likely might be why bullskin house ended up burning down later Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. with with future owners because it had such bad energy Mm -hmm. yeah well and you have to think too like to to your point you alluded to the fact of sacrifice 
And a lot of what Alistair was doing was sacrificing animals too. And there's life in the blood. And so when you're giving these blood sacrifices and the more you're doing, and if he moved into actual human sacrifice, which I'm sure he did, I wouldn't put it past the guy. He's called the beast for goodness sake. You know, you're shedding that shedding of that blood is an opening and it's a way to invoke and bring about certain principalities and demonic entities. It's just part of it, mm. you know? So I think that's a big part of, of growing in his magical skill, if you will, upping the sacrifice. Do you think that all most of the elites know these? They have an extensive knowledge of how the spirit world works? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're yeah. in the circle, the tri- or the triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I think a lot of Christians are just clueless yeah. to... It's like we we believe this spiritual story, but for some reason we're so we're also like uh, we're also green. We just don't. We just we're just. It's all so new to us. And you know, we get emails all the time from people who are just like, "I never thought about it like like that." We're in this war, and I'm like, "Yeah, we are in this war." And I don't know what happens, but it seems like they know, and they and they practice this magic under the surface. Whereas probably in the olden days, it was more on the surface. People were seeing it and there was idle, you know, it was just everywhere. And then it kind of goes more underground. And when I say, you know, Crowley's the godfather, I think maybe he's one of the guys in the modern times that bring it back out to the surface and he's actively doing it. That's kind of what I'm thinking when I say that. Yeah, it was overt, not in the shadows, right? Yeah. Right. Well, and you kind of see how, like we kind of alluded to earlier, is like in the 1900s is kind of where things started with him. And then you see like Jack Parsons, L. Ron Hubbard, you see the Nazis on that side, opening up these things and 47 to 55 around World War II, you see all these things happening, UFO sightings, you know, Antarctica, everything's kind of culminating. And we literally go from like horse and buggy, I'm being exaggerating, but we go from horse and buggy to like cell phones within 50 years and something happened. There was some veil lifted. There was some rift. Something happened. We would be remiss if we didn't think that because there's all these components going yeah. on. It sounds like, sounds like Matt Herman, Nate, like where, yeah, where there's this trade, there's this trade of offspring for technology. There's this mm-hmm. idea right. that, that there's an explosion in technology. And then when there's an yeah. incur- when incursion, it's fascinating. Um, the question on this, because this Nathan's come up a bunch, and we see it in the Bible as well, is the idea of of blood, right? There's we know this exists in the occult, like we even it, it it's sort of ha ha in the in in the media with like with MGK and and uh, Megan Fox drinking each other's blood, and it's just like, uh, but but we know if we look back and like you know if you do a survey of the Old Testament and you read about covenants and sacrifices that there was this sacred aspect to blood even in even in sacrifices to to Yahweh to God and there's a lot of that in the occult that exists whereas you know we we have the we take communion in the Christian church and the Catholic church the Eucharist and all that different things and, and there's this representative of it but I've been wanting to think about and ask about this and not that you guys have, have a great have an answer maybe you have a great answer but the significance of blood in, in all of this to me is something that I've kind of been pondering on Nate like I just it's Mm. It, I mean, because I'm reading through the Old Testament now, and it's just like there's a whole chapters on the way that they they essentially sanctify and make mm-hmm. the altar holy and make these places holy, and it's in the spreading of it's a spilling and spreading of blood, and then we see the perversion of this 
in the occult where there's this spilling of blood and there's this, you said sacrifice, and if you think of it, sacrifice and or th- something happens is yeah. the best way to say it. I don't know exactly how that's not very scientific, but something happens. Well, it's almost like it maybe it opens a portal. It's like it's almost right. like it, it I mean, is is as simple as that sounds, it's almost like it does. Well, we know there's something with it because Jesus's blood was shed and it was this remission of blood that had this huge power. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like you alluded to Luke, you have this kind of juxtaposition of what the elite and what they're doing, there is something to it and they're taking it in a perverted way. We know that there's life in the blood. And so Mm -hmm. when shed blood is poured out, it's a form of life. It's a form of, of giving of energy and it's powerful. And the Bible alludes to it. I mean, the minute they stepped off Noah's Ark, we just studied this in our Bible study, you know, God tells them drain the blood out of the animals. Why? He didn't want them eating the flesh with the blood in it. Why? He knew, you know, Enoch alludes to the cannibalism and the blood drinking. And so and um and connecting this to sex magic too, I believe in sex magic, they feel as though the energy they're getting is a life force energy that e- eros or something. And um, I believe also like the blood has the life, right? So that maybe that's like similar like life force energy. You're either getting it from the sacrifice with that blood or in the sex magic from that. Is it called eros or eros? E R O S. Eros. It's like from the, it's the it's the word it's the root word Even for like, like erotic. Like movies and stuff where they're like sucking the life force energy out of kids or things like that. And then, you you know, like there's got to be definitely some kind of power in the blood for sure. Well, and then we hear stories of like cattle mutilations where they're sucking the the blood out of these animals in like places like Idaho. And it's becoming more and more of a problem. Right. Uh, You know, some of the guys that go on shows like ours, like David Politis and stuff, they talk about the anomalies of like these these animals are just like sucked dry. What? It's weird. Like. It's like someone just takes a straw and pokes it in the cow and it's just, Mm. it's obviously UFO activity and things like that, which is all related to the, you know, the Crowley stuff and the, and the portals and and all this stuff coming down. It sounds like there was a baton that was passed though, like started with Crowley and he opened this thing and it's just been kind of continuing on. And and that's, that's kind of my mind. If I think of a visual of how, how I see the story is it seems like he, you know, he passed it on to, to other guys and they're still doing it. And then you see it happening. A lot of people send us links all the time. Like, that's what CERN is. That's what they're doing at CERN. Yeah. And we're like, maybe, maybe. Or even yeah. like, yeah. like Astro World, like we talked about with Amy. Like yeah. there's these these rituals that, it, mm-hmm. that are happening in front of people's faces and they don't they don't recognize it. And it's... Mm-hmm. It's like so overt. Maybe that's the beginning of the of them stepping out of the shadows. Yeah. Maybe because at this point it was now it's in the open. I mean, it's I mean, think about talk about in the open, right? Like this week we're talking about the sort of ministry of truth where it's like Project Mockingbird now exists in the <laughs> in the open. Like they're no longer yeah. just saying that there's no longer like a, you know, covert. They're they're establishing a government entity to do propaganda, to propagandize the, the it's. I mean, so it's. Just, I'm just saying those are parallels. It's not those insane, but they're parallels. Where like, it's like they stepped out and now they're just doing it, and they're saying like, "We're gonna do this," and you're not gonna, you won't recognize it, or if you do, it doesn't matter. You can't stop us. Um, which I think is all crazy too. It is crazy, and and like you talked about MGK and Megan Fox, and 
I always kind of liken it because we are studying Noah and, and it relates back to like, we're thinking about end days and what's going to happen. It's almost like this reverse bell curve, right? Like you have this height of intellectual fallen angel knowledge and it kind of goes down and then you have, it's coming back up again. And like Crowley and all these kind of characters were starting to open it. And it was almost like God was like, okay, it's, it's time we can start to allow that to come back. So my will can be fulfilled in the end. But that's how I look at it. It's like this. Now they're all coming out. It just seems like they're all talking about it, blood drinking and cannibalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, the, we talk about the, it'll be like the days of Noah at the end. Um, and it's just, it seems like the, the occult is hearkening back for the trying to recreate or hearkening back for the, for the, for a renewing or a reemergence of the golden age. Right. We think about, when Nate and I talk about the golden age, like pre pre flood, where there was, you know, all you got to do is read Genesis, where there's explosion of technology, there's hybrids running around, there's this with insatiable appetites and bloodlust, and there was, is this explosion of technology, and what, and, and really in the cultist way, this sort of pinnacle that God then just brought into with water, then promised He wouldn't do it again with water, but the end we know He does with fire, right? And so it seems like there is this desire. In the darkness to reanimate, re to bring back in, in this golden age again. Um, and I can't help but think that's what we're seeing is this this exalting of depravity in a way that. And I know you guys dive down deep into these, but it's like it's like the the new world order and this ruling in biblical times. It was the watchers and the progeny of the watchers, and and they ruled the god kings. Nate, we just talked about this and. Mm-hmm. It's like they're trying to do it again. I mean, totally. That's the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which you know is attached to with Crawley. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Good, yeah, brought that up. And 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 I, you know, I spent some time in the New Age because I was lost and I got deceived before I was saved. And everybody in the New Age is all about trying to usher in the next um, Renaissance period, the next Golden Age. That's all they're talking about. I have think think they have any idea that they're helping usher in this Antichrist energy which is just like you're talking about like pre-flood stuff. So yeah, no, I mean, Alistair Crawley, when he was working with Iwas, that holy guardian that he channeled in Egypt to help him write his book, he, I think, helped him with the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn as well. One of the things that I'm thinking as the show sort of barrels on after all these, you know, a couple of years of doing this now, I think that before I started this podcast, I kind of thought everyone was loyal to Jesus but a lot of people had a different understanding of what that is. But you said earlier in the episode, Kara, that like Satan comes as an angel of light. Yeah. And then you see some of these things like, you know, Astrofest and and then there's like prayers to the families afterwards. And I'm like, well, whose prayers? It's like they are actively praying to Satan almost, it feels like. But I used to think that like when everyone said that, they had some sort of Christian under undertones to it all. But now I'm like, no, 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 there's there's two. And they're loyal to the dark one. And and there's more people in that camp than I ever thought before. And so I think that's just what a lot of people are naive to, is that they're actively worshiping and devoting this to Satan himself. And But it comes across like it's kind of like this weird 
strain of Christianity almost, the way that they, they go about it, right? Well, Anton yeah. Levy, who is one of the major players we talked about, he came after Aleister Crawley. He's quoted saying that the New Age, all of that stuff, um, tarot, divination, astrology, all that, is literally Satanism rebranded. So you mm. have a whole community of people, and it's they're pushing it on the early generations, too, with kids. You look on TikTok, there's people drawing tarot cards and playing with crystals. They have no idea what they're doing. Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. And I, you know, I can't, I came from that, that non-believing side. Unfortunately, I hate saying it, but that's my truth. I was saved. But these people, they call God source. They don't even, what source? Oh, I'm worshiping the sun. Who's the sun? That's Ra. This is a fallen angel, you guys. Like if it's not mm -hmm. God on his throne, capital G, God in the Bible in heaven, that Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, I'm going to go and say it's the Antichrist, like one other form of it. And these people in the new age, they have, they really don't know what they're doing at all. And they're worshiping gods like Isis, acting like she's a good thing. They're worshiping Osiris. They're all of these different beings and paganism, you know, calling in the elements, worshiping the creation and not not worshiping the creator. And it's really sad. Like even the saddest thing is when they, they call Jesus an ascended master or Christ consciousness like people mm -hmm. are. And this is all by design. You know, like Anton Levy said, Satanism is new age is Satanism rebranded. Sounds like Masonic, very Masonic at the same time. Yeah. They're also tied together. Like it's just a slightly different. It's it's the same gift with different wrapping paper on it. And you know, there's little tidbits all over, but that's just how Satan works, right? And I mean, what do you guys think? Like, I think it's interesting with Aleister Crowley and the whole lamb thing, right? He looked like a gray. And then you have Hollywood like revering Aleister, you know, like the Beatles had him in their uh, album and you see it kind of permeating through Hollywood and the music and the movies, but how is this going to play into the end times too? All of a sudden then Hollywood is promoting these gray aliens is like, you know, from another planet and they're spinning all this kind of stuff. And so how does that play into the end with what Aleister, because that's really the first kind of image we saw of what like a demon or an alien would look like. Right. Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? The alien yeah. emoji is a, is a gray face too. They're totally pushing. You know what I'm talking? They're trying to make it seem yeah. friendly, like the kids having alien toys, and and even the think of the movie ET, like everything Hollywood puts out and normalizes. They, it's. I believe that aliens are just demons, these fallen angels. I think all of it is, and so, but they're trying to make it seem friendly. Well, yeah, you normalize it, right? You just, you yeah. just, you just start start young, and then people yep. are just numb to it. Well, I have, a, I have a thought. A couple of people have come on our show and said, as the reason why things look different from different time periods, because when the Holy Spirit starts to proliferate, it's harder for the darkness to do its thing. It's harder for the darkness to take over. It's harder for people to summon this stuff because there's so many Christians, and we spread around the world, and and it and it really creates. Um, it's difficult for the darkness to do what it wants to do, right? And a lot of that stuff that, that all a lot of the shutdowns and stay six, six feet away from people and things like that was more than just you know a tool of propaganda to try to like you know snuff out the small businesses and take corporate takeover or you know it, it was more than just like this corporate greed it was actually like a spiritual a weapon. ritual weapon, yeah a ritual a weapon yeah like a like like a tactic like they're trying to weaken us so that they can come in and you know like a uh, wage war spiritual war in a, in a different way and so I, i'm wondering you know 
is it difficult for Crowley and some of these guys to do what they're doing because Christianity is, is spread and more people are having the Holy Spirit and it's, and it's just more difficult for them. And now we're at a point where, like you were just saying, now people are on TikTok just stumbling into occultic stuff and they have no idea. They're completely clueless to it. Whereas that probably wouldn't have happened, you know, 50 years ago, but it's starting to happen now more and more and more. Yeah. I think that's also, that's just God's will and his timing, right? Like he's, he's allowing it to happen. The Bible says evil men will wax worse and worse. And so that's bringing about his will and his end times. Cause we know that has to happen. So to your point, I mean, it's almost like God saying, not time yet. <laughs> it's not time yet. You know, like Satan is going to have his day. He's going to have his minute, mm-hmm. but, um, but then it was allowed almost in, in the Babylon workings. It was almost like a rip, a tear. And it was like, okay, now it's going to enter in and we're going to propel forward to these end days. It's quickening. Yeah. Is quickening. It, yeah. Corinthians where, um, is it Jesus talking or something where they're talking about um, grieving and that like God allows us to grieve to a certain level so that we can really feel and understand the depths of what's going on and what we've done. And maybe that's kind of on a macro level, what's going on with the world when, you know, that the Babylon workings was able to happen and that portal was so big, it was left open. And now all of this, you know, after the, the, the UFOs are coming out and the energies are coming out and this technology that created MK ultra that came from the fallen angels during the fifties came out the TV, the phones, where did that all come from? From these portals that were open, I believe, but maybe God is like, okay, I'm going to let you guys, you're got this world needs to grieve and really like see Megan Fox talking about drinking blood and talk, see cannibalism and see the hor- horrific things like astral world happening from our faces so that humanity is needs to grieve to a certain level to really feel the depth mm. of what's truly happening in this world. Mm. Yeah, it's it's almost like it's always I think sort of the the whole like spirit of the Nephilim has always been here with us even when they were destroyed, the things they were doing, the way they were doing it and the technology. Yeah, it's like it's the same theme and it continues to happen. I think sometimes, you know, Christians are clueless because we we separate things like New Testament, Old Testament, you know, and we don't see it literally. And I think what you guys do on your podcast is just trying to wake people up like, hey, this stuff's been going on forever. And it's still very much right here, right in our face. Wake up. There it is. <laughs> and I know I know sometimes it can it can be hard for people because they like some of this stuff. They like some of these things and they don't realize, hey, yeah. you know. Like you probably it's sad. shouldn't be into that yeah. TV show, you yeah. know, or whatever it is. People, especially in the new age, they do their moon circles and they do their manifestations and they think they're doing all this good stuff and playing with crystals and opening portals and playing and practicing magic. And it's like, no, don't we shouldn't be doing any of that. And it's because it's just like Anton Lavi said, it's all been rebranded and, and Lucifer comes as an angel of light. You know, we um it's really sad because people, they don't know that they're helping usher in the Antichrist energy. And, and the Bible is very clear in Revelations. The Antichrist is going to come and show himself for three and a half years and he's going to turn on everyone, you know, including the people that ushered him in. Like, you know, God says, you know, have your astrologers save you when it comes time, guys. No, nobody can save you, like, except for Jesus, except for God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like so, when you get fired up. I know. Bro. I just did yeah. that again. I, it's, no, awesome. it's great. Yeah. No, so it's, it, it, you saying that reminds me of, of like, of just, of 
Yahweh, God, like punking the Egyptian magicians. Like, oh, yeah, you can do this? Oh, Moses, can you do this? Yeah. You can do yep. that? Well, can you do this? No, you can't do that. And can you, you know, can you turn the Nile to blood? No, you can't do that. We serve the King of Kings, right? Like, and, and it's funny when this stuff always is, this is kind of brought up this thought I've been pondering on like in the last like week or so, Nate. And it's the idea that like we attribute like, don't watch that show. Don't read that book. Like, don't do this. There's, there's power in that, right? You don't want to, you don't want to open yourself up to that. I, I don't, but I don't think we think about the Bible the same way. There's so much power in the Bible. I don't think we think about opening the Bible and the power we're able to unleash doing that. Because I think we think about it in the, in the evil sense. Like, man, don't let yourself, don't read that. Or don't, don't read that book on the occult or witchcraft. Or don't, don't watch that paranormal show because you're inviting something in. But we, we realize that when we open our Bibles, we're inviting in, like the King of Kings in, like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, like the, like mm-hmm. the you know, Elohim, like, like Adonai. We're inviting like the God of the universe in. And I don't know if we attribute, I don't think we as Christians even attribute that, the power that's, that should be attributed to, to that. Like there's so much power in that. There's so much good and so much light and, and power in, in the Bible. And I think that oftentimes we focus on the evil stuff and saying, like, stay away from that. Don't, you know, and you don't want to dabble. I'm not saying that at all, but like the idea that we could do something that would like open ourselves up to it. Like, dude, why don't we just, that's what we do with the Bible. Open that up. Like open ourselves up to that. And I, it's something I, I don't know. Nate, I've been thinking about this lately. Just like we, I think we, we treat the Bible and prayer and those things that we, that are practices of, of Christianity and, and of God that as sort of innate things and innocuous. And yet like those things are so powerful. Like we are, I mean. Well, the occult's doing it. The occult's you know. doing it. Like in, in, you know, it's I, almost like they have. It's almost like they have more faith sometimes. Uh, agreed, uh, completely. Yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah, they'll spend hours in meditation and incantations and stuff. But I love that you said that, Luke, because you're. It's so true. I mean, in the spoken word, right? Like, how did Jesus refute the enemy in the wilderness when he was like, "If you just bow down and worship me, all these kingdoms, all these powers will be given to you." And what did Jesus do? He spoke the word. He said, it is written, you know? And so uh, we talk about that a lot too, Karen and I, and just mm-hmm. how powerful the spoken word is, which also can be twisted in, in the occult. And we see that as well. But I love that you said that. Let's yeah. think, I think we forget that sometimes that there's, yeah, I agree. We, we hold the it's keys the of the kingdom. Yeah. yeah. The kings of the kingdom. armor of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's well, weird is like spells are spoken. You know, their words spoken out loud. So you got to think of prayers are prayers are probably more powerful if we speak them out, you know, yeah. prayers to God. And, you, you know, like you just don't you don't think about it that way. You're never taught these things. And what a blessing sort of in a way, Kara, that you can <laughs> read the Bible and believe it all from the from the beginning. And you don't I mean, everyone has their struggle of faith, but it's almost like a gift that you don't have to process out what the ancient world was like and it, did it happen? Is that a metaphor or whatever we tell ourselves in our modern brains, you know? No, oh, it's so kind of, despiritualized, Nate, like the, the yeah. super, supernatural has been yeah. ripped out of, out of the church. And, yeah. and that's, I mean, it's a broad brush, but I would just say, I know there's a lot of churches that, that aren't that way, but that I think in the scales are tipping towards, you know, this in, academic in, intellectual version of Christianity. that is very much, we serve a supernatural neutered. God is neutered. Yeah. Um, and the cult doesn't operate now. That's not, it's not head knowledge, right? It's just, it's, that's why I love like the Mike Heisers of this world that are like trying to wake people up to putting the supernatural back into the, into the word, into the, into the Bible, into the, 
into the faith. Have no other gods before me. He wouldn't say that if they weren't out there. That's right. Nate. Yeah. Cha-ching. I mean, You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. The I came into this all really backwards. Like I think that all of you were, I'm taking, we're all born Christian, came into Christian yeah. households. Right. And so I, that didn't have any of that. And I made a lot of mistakes and I, you know, like I said, I had those psychedelic journeys for a long time and I practiced magic without even knowing magic was real, without even knowing about the fallen angels. And then once I, once I was saved, Jesus came to my life and um, started reading the Bible and understanding things like something that happens to new Christians, I feel is spiritual attack is really hard. I mean, think about it. I was on the Luciferian timeline my whole life until I came onto God's timeline with the Holy spirit and Jesus. And mm. I was under a lot of spiritual attack. And also because as a seer and a channel and, and doing me mediumship and stuff like that, these, and Alistair might've experienced some of this too. Cause you know, on his deathbed, he goes, what have I done? You get strongholds mm. placed inside of you with these spirits. This is why magic, another reason it's so dangerous. And I had to, I mean, I was under attack when I started, when I became a Christian, when I first became a Christian and started reading the Bible, it was some of the hardest couple months of my life. And what mm. got me through was reading the Bible. Mm. And Amy has been a mentor and guide to me. It's been the last year that I've just been converted and come to be a Christian. Like this is new for me. And I literally would read the Bible out loud and say, we serve the Lord in this house. God has granted me the spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Mm. I mean, I've got mm -hmm. verses all over here. I have my Bible on my desk and it was that armor of God has saved my life because the spirit world is real. And I have, take my word for it, you guys, I, I felt it. I've seen it. It's not our friend and you can feel it when an attack's coming on. But if you say, we serve the Lord in this house and you open your Bible up or you put the Psalms on and you have that going, that is the armor of God. That is the gift of the Bible. And that is something as I, you know, came in this backwards, knowing the spirit world is real, not having God or that that faith connection in my life, but then coming to being a Christian and having spiritual attack, the Bible is literally, I mean, what do they say? The breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. Like it's a, I have chills right now. It's so, it's amazing. It's so powerful. And this was God's gift to us. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Preach. <laughs> I love it. No, I've been, I've been, I've been saying it more. I've been reading prayers it. more, more out and audible lately. Because I've felt like I've been, this last year for me has been really difficult and I've been doing that more and more and more. And it seems like the more like I do walk around my house and say, God, your spirit is in this house right now and be with me. And I say it out loud and I probably wouldn't have done that years ago. And I didn't, and I don't think about it the same and I never will again. And it's amazing. So that's cool. That's cool. You have a great testimony and that's really encouraging because a lot of us just grow up with you know, you grow up with stories like that and the flood and all these things, but you have no understanding of like what was going on back then. And then you find out like on your show, like not back then it's happening right know, now. And times are now, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> they're doing it right. And they could be doing the next door. You don't even know, you know, um, they're doing it in, in, in movies too. Right. Yeah. Like well, it's like a, every time. Well, so that's a good, that's a good question though. Like to kind of cap this off, like, from a macro level, what's going on now? I and mean, then we talked about Crowley in the 1800s. We talked about Parsons in the 50s and 60s and L. Ron Hubbard. And we know he created Scientology, which is a scam for one, but also there's a lot of evil in there. We know that. What's happening now, do you believe, like based on just kind of pulling this timeline all the way to, to today, like from the macro level? Do you like, I mean, obviously we can talk in platitudes about it being end times and organizationally speaking, do you, are there. What's going on? Are there, are there organized groups of people that are 
that are in power and occultists that are doing or are actively doing this today. Yeah. Like right now, I think like they're doing, I think that, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I think you guys posted up the other day about them opening up CERN again. It's been like what, three years mm-hmm. or something. And you see, mm-hmm. you see them revealing who they truly are. It, there was a speech. I think it was um, one of the Royals at one of the UN or some sort of climate change. And he said, we will give him billions and billions of dollars, him, and a lot of people speculated that he was alluding to the Antichrist. I don't, did you guys, did you hear that? I didn't see okay, that. I'll send it to you. Mm-mm. But, um, and so my point is, is, is they, they give themselves away. If you're listening and you're engaged and you're not passive and you're astute to kind of what's going on and you're biblically sound, God is going to give you that revelation. You'll pick up on these little nuances. You'll pick up on the, this and the, that will, and that will show you kind of who's in charge, who's running the thing, what's going on, what's going down. Um, I think they tell us, I think they show us who they are and mm. what's happening, but you have to have that biblical lens to really, really get it. Mm. The fear, you know, you have mm. to have that fear of the Lord because that's the beginning of wisdom, right? So mm. I don't know if that answered your question, Kara, can you speak to that? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that the elites are doing it and at a high level, they're all doing it. They're doing it. They just aren't showing us exactly all of it, but it's happening behind closed doors. You know what God says? He sees what's happening in the darkness and everything in the darkness will come to the light. They're doing it. But not just that. I think about Helena Blavatsky, who's like one of the major players and mothers of the new age movement. Spirit cooking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, All that stuff. I believe it was Lamb that, that Alistair Crawley channeled that helped the book that Helena Blavatsky wrote, um, the Liber book, Liber, L-I-B-E-R-L-X-X-1, The Voice of Silence, The Two Paths, The Seven Portals. And so that information came from Lamb. And then Helena Blavatsky and wrote this book and Alistair had his piece in it too. But <laughs> Helena and these people, Alice Bailey, Alistair Crawley, Anton Levy, they help the foundations of the new age. So yeah, we have the elites doing all this on a huge scale magic, but I, I'm always going to come back to the individuals that are doing it in the new age. They're helping us open portals and, and usher in these energies and practice magic and doing all the things that we're not supposed to do, like astrology and crystals and Reiki and um, all it's, it's on all that stuff, the Satanism rebranded. And so, yeah, the elites are doing it on a big level, but also when you have a whole bunch of like individuals doing it around the world, their collective energy is definitely doing something. I've had a lot of thoughts about astrology and how there's definitely on the moon, you know, they're doing full moon circles and things like this individuals are, but also the elites are manifesting stuff on these full moons and you take CERN into the picture on that. They, it's no mistake. Mistake, they I believe they open CERN during an eclipse portal like hmm. they you know they're they're practicing magic on a huge scale micro and then they're all macro and they're also practicing it on a micro scale with individuals and together it's just one big spell it's Nate's crazy because this is like in different terms we talked about this like you know I think about dark waters and because we're a creatures podcast we kind of you know you know that so we talk we talk about everything sort of in that on that path, but we, we like to make it a, a, broad, a broad brush, right? But the idea that what we're seeing in our in our space is that there is like this huge uptick in sightings, experiences uh, of cryptids and creatures and weird stuff like that. The people that we have on the ground that we talk to are saying, oh, they're seeing stuff they've never seen before. Or we don't even know what, the, no, we don't have 
we don't know what it is. And not only that, the things we do know or do have terminology for or do know what mm-hmm. it is, we're seeing those on a on a level that we haven't seen before. And some of that you could you could write off and say that's oh that's because you know we're more connected right and we've always got a phone and everybody sure some of that but the idea that like no this is really happening at a at a big uptick it's you know it's days of Noah stuff but it's also like man what you're saying kind of resonated Kara is that like they've kind of Mickey Moused this Luciferian stuff so that it's everybody's kind of can do it and it's not it's innocuous and it's innate and doesn't do anything and it's just a thing to do for your chakra or whatever right and they're getting a bunch of just it feels like a pyramid right. This sounds, I mean, it doesn't say, it sounds crazy, but it's not that all these people on the bottom are doing these things, these little rituals that we've, we've made normal, we've normalized or society's normalized. And, you know, and as you go up and up and up, of course the top, there's these really gnarly magic practices happening with the elites, but they've got all these masses just doing things that they've normalized or made or neutered or whatever it is they made, they've made to be like the Mickey mouse version, but they don't really, people don't understand the power they're trafficking in and what they're doing. They have no clue. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Such good points. Both of you guys. Well, it's almost like when you get to an elite level, you kind of run out of new experiences. I think that is that sort of the temptation you get money, you get out, you have everything you want, you get bored and then you start well, let's go take a plane flight to Epstein's Island or something. And then you get you get sort of sucked into it, right? Like because yeah. you're just you've experienced everything. It's like the world is your you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. And then you just get bored. You you probably get bored where the average person's just like just grinding out trying to make nine to five work and pay their bills. And then these elites are just like it's it reminds me of being on trying to get through the firmament. <laughs> right. 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 Getting weird. Just I mean, it reminds me of kind of being on tour when I was p- playing music. It's like you just sit around, you have eight hours a day and all of a sudden people start, you know, you just you start smoking cigarettes and doing things you never would do. Right. But you're just sitting around <laughs> and you have all this time. Idle hand, what do they say? Idle hands or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And is that is that how the occult sort of sucks a lot of these people into it? They they just it's that thirst for knowledge, you know, the endless yeah. like and you can't you can't ever sub, like fill that hole. It's just an endless search to fill that hole. And these people, what they need is the Holy Spirit. You know, they're going yeah. the wrong way. They're searching for the wrong thing. It's the wrong tree. Right. So God shaped hole in all of us, right? Very cheesy yeah. Christian song, but it's actually right on. <laughs> <laughs> and going and going back to what you were saying, Luke, care what other creatures have you seen? Because we, you know, why is it this gray alien creature that everyone's seeing? And it's just really bizarre. I've seen Lear, uh, Lyran, like cat. They're like the Lyrans. They call them the Lyrans, you know, the cat mm. faces. I've seen that as well. I've seen like Buddha and Ganesh and Green Terra. There's been a lot of spirits like that that have come through. I've seen what I felt was from Metatron, like the um, the sacred geometry, like flashing. It always comes out of the face, like portals out of the face. Um, but the gray was the blurriest one of all. It literally like I love that blur because it was like it wasn't like just solid, like gray face. It was like it was like stretching and moving and it, it was weird. Well, because I mean, then some people see him running around through cornfields, too, you know, like and so. It, yeah. It's just bizarre. The it more is. you try to figure it out. It it looks like it's right there. It looks real. You know, it looks like a physical thing. But if you, I feel, if you were to, have, I didn't try, go to touch it, like it would just be energy layered over. Because they talk about like shapeshifters, you know, like the reptilian shapeshifters and stuff. And I've thought a lot about this because I was like, are they actually like lizards? Like shapeshifters, they're going to turn into a physical lizard. But I actually think it's the spirit world is layered on over us because we're only seeing like, I don't know, two or 5% of the light, right? Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard mm-hmm. that statistic? Like as humans. And so the spirit world, if it's just layered over us and there's some people that can 
can see it or on psychedelics you see it or people like Alistair Crawley channeling it in with mediums and stuff it's all right here it's just a matter of seeing through quote unquote that veil or seeing through those dimensions so I really just think it this is my opinion that it's it's energy um, but absolutely could be running through the field. I mean, people see ghosts, people see spirits and, you know, yeah. and we've done a lot of episodes of trying to delineate the two and we've brought on people who can see, what do you think about Christians who can see that through the veil? What do you think about that? Um, well, I'm a Christian and I, I don't, I, I don't choose. I mean, I don't think we should be using our third eye <laughs> and seeing through the veil, you know, some I, people say they can see, they can see angels and demons from little, being little kids and they can just, it's like they're interacting. There's no veil. They're just, I don't know. That's it's a, it's a hot debate on our show. Some people like we did we did one episode on it and people freaked out. So is it? I mean, that would be medium. You'd be that'd be a med. They that's what mediums do is you you see that stuff. You know, you're you're channeling it in though. You're actively channeling it in. I mean, I guess if somebody's just seeing that stuff, I would out. I would invite them to close the portal or say I don't adhere to this or we serve the Lord in this house. Like I I personally don't think that seeing that stuff is a good thing. I don't know though. I don't have all the answers, but I feel like, you know, yes, the Bible talks very much about how the they saw angels, you know, the angels came in and we like Amy said we were just studying that, but um if you're seeing spirits, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think that the good spirits and the good angels come to us and try to talk to us and try to like get our attention or haunt us in our house or anything like that i just think that this is the fallen ones this is my opinion showing up as something that looks like oh your grandfather or oh like i like you know this is uh isis or this is whoever like i, I don't know I, I i just i don't trust it personally so i don't really feel like christians should be doing that um trying to actively see spirits and if they are i would like i said you've probably got an open portal or you're channeling them in because if they're just showing up like that like i don't i believe there has to be an access mm -hmm. way right or you know what i'm saying yeah Does that no, make it's, sense? it's blurry it's really difficult it's, blurry. it's, it's, it's difficult blurry. well i mean a lot of people you know like in the conversations i have it's just it gets complicated really complicated and people walk away with scratching their head and feel like well i mean do i how do i know we don't know that's the thing and i like i like i you don't know what it is. And I would see Buddha all the time. He would come to me. I would literally see him just like come in front. Like I just show up in front of me, like my eyes open, looking in this like a room and there's Buddha. And I thought he was my buddy. And he would tell me all sorts of things. And I saw him for like a decade when I would do psychedelics here and there. And one thing he never told me was about Jesus Christ. And I was a non-believer of Jesus. This is hard for me to say, but I didn't believe he was real. I, did, I thought I would call the Bible tall tales. Jesus is a fictitious character. And the one thing that those spirits what it should have told me was about Jesus. Cause that's the one thing we need to know. Cause Jesus is the door. Jesus is the only way that's the truth. That's I think God I've come mm -hmm. to discover that in my life. But so I don't trust these beings at all. That's just my, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Does that make sense? Like, so I, I, they're going to discuss loose. When I learned Lucifer disguises himself as an angel of light. And, and it's just like, if you don't have, how can you have the discernment? Like we aren't God, we don't know. And these fallen ones are ancient. They're thousands of years old and they, you know, they got kicked out for a reason. Right. And they're trying to infiltrate our world and they're not allowed and they're going to, they're tricksters and they're going to trick us. So if we're, you know, I, Amy always says in our Bible study, like God is the spirit of clarity. Lucifer and the devil is the spirit of confusion. So if it's blurry, these like beings that we're seeing, then maybe it's not of God. That's great thoughts. It's, it, you know, 
Because a lot of people have, when they see a cryptid creature or they see a creature like Luke was talking about a little bit earlier, we interviewed guys, then they have all of a sudden they have paranormal stuff happening on their house. They see Bigfoot and then all of a sudden there's this weird paranormal stuff happening around their <laughs> house. So it isn't good to interact with this stuff for sure. Even just like seeing a creature out in the woods that shouldn't, you shouldn't. And there's a lot of weird lights and other, you know, mind speak. Yeah, I was seeing lots of ships in the sky mm. and stuff too when I used to do that, like in orbs and stuff in my house. I don't mm. see that stuff now. Like, so I, and I, you know, I do, like you just said, activity will come when you open yourself up to the spirit world and you're doing occult stuff, you're calling in that energy. And, and, and it, I just, I think it's kind of worn a little bit, like, be careful. It's warning signs. I don't know. I love it. Well, thanks ladies. It's, 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 I'm sure we could keep going forever on, um, the occult stuff and, uh, all the dark ties. I mean, obviously we, we could probably keep going and maybe we can do another episode about CERN and maybe we can continue the conversation, do like a two, two parter. Cause you know, it seems like this baton has been passed on and there's still people doing it now. And I'm sure you guys get into a lot of that stuff and the elites getting into it. And we, we start to stay in the creatures, the creatures realm, but, uh, you gotta cross over sometimes, Nate. Well, it's a why. It's a it's a, it's a well, it, our YouTube it's will just four, be deleted. It's a four lane highway. Yeah, just so come on over for a little bit. You can go back. We'll go. We'll go. We'll okay. Go but yeah, if you if you're listening to this podcast and you like the conspiracy stuff, yeah, plug your show. Tell them where they can find you guys. We, we Amy and I host Not So Secret Societies podcast. We drop episodes weekly. You can find us on Instagram, Not So Secret Societies. We'll have a website soon enough, I'm sure. I also host the Let's Be Friends podcast, and uh, I can't believe that's news. So there's three three ways awesome. to find me. Yeah, <laughs> we love it. We'll send our listeners there and tell them tell them you know, blurry creatures sent you, and uh, <laughs> and we'll have to do a two parter. We'll have to do another one, right, Luke? Yep, get into <laughs> Luke. It. Have to get into it. <laughs> Luke's like, what? What? Luke's like, dude, I'm just ready. You probably had a long day. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm just no, like, am no, I weird? No, 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 way no. too much sharing my stories. Like, yeah, no, I'd love to come back anytime. I love talking about these things. And, if it, you know, no, my, this yeah, is Friday. It's, it's Friday and my brain is going <laughs> to be on the veil. I'm at the beach yeah. right now. So, you know, yeah, well, I, hear you. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. It's all good. Yeah. This is fun. I know. I have to just make sure my kids haven't run away. <laughs> Like, I, I don't I don't I kept going like this like, yeah, I, like, yeah. I don't I don't hear them where are they so they're just they get mischievous yeah, so we really appreciate yeah, it this though. is fun and I and, and Carrie your story is awesome really it yeah. is and it's really encouraging to hear it okay uh you know just uh most of us grow up in the church and then we have to sort of understand this later on in life and it takes something like seeing a Bigfoot or whatever it is that to, to wake you up to things aren't the way I, th I think they are. And it's a great thing to just be able to dive in your Bible and go, no, this stuff is, this is like food for my soul because I understand how dark the darkness is. And I think that's something I've learned this year. So, yeah, the dark is, is dark and it's getting darker every day and it's getting more in the, in the mainstream. It's coming right at us. So it, what you guys do is great and it's really helpful and I'm sure sometimes it's hard for me I'm a very sensitive person it's like man I can only handle so many so much of that probably I just have to listen to like a Bigfoot story or something just to like get my head back open your Bible <laughs> yeah <up>. I know <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> put on some some good music and just and pray and then get back and and center myself in God and so but yeah we appreciate you guys yeah. coming on our show plus this is the first Bigfoot love story that I think we've heard so Amy 
Well done. Oh, uh, thanks, well thanks, thanks. I know. The, the big guy. Yeah. The big guy isn't all, he's not all bad. He was so stoked <laughs> that I was into it too. <laughs> um, you know, I do have to tell you guys, so I, and Karen, and I talk about this all the time, but like, I love what you guys do too, because you know, you're meeting people like Paul said, you know, you become like them to win them. Right. Not that we become, you know, we go to a bar and become a drunk to win the drunks, you know, not like that, but like you yeah. guys are meeting this need where people are interested and you can interject the Bible and the word into it to win people for him in the world, not of the world. Yes. Right? And that's the beauty of like your yeah. podcast and like our podcast, Thank like you. it's so cool. Cause you are working for yeah. the Lord, you know? Right. Hmm. So Good job, guys. Just, just telling everybody to take that exit. Appreciate take it. that Jesus exit. It, right. The narrow, on this the road, narrow road. Just take that Jesus exit. Yeah. 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 That's right. Narrow for well, a it's reason. All, it's, <laughs> the broad path yeah. is full well, it's gotta, of it's, it's got to be able to make sense inside the Bible if the Bible is true. Exactly. And I believe it is true. It's got to, these creatures. And people yeah. like, we said on one episode, our episode 100, like there's a lot of Christian podcasts and there's a lot of paranormal podcasts, but there's not a lot of podcasts that put those two things together. And that's what we try to do. That's what we try to yeah. do. Yeah, it's working. You know, it's, working. it's totally well, working. Thanks. You guys, just keep yeah. it up. Like, yeah, we have a a lot of people that listen to our podcast. Say, I see in comments like, I would never be able to talk about this conspiracy, this dark stuff, without the foundation mm-hmm. of the Bible and the foundation of God or us. We always try to take mm-hmm. it back to the Bible to like explain things and. I, I think like and, and I know just from waking up, I woke up in like 2020, right? To all this stuff and and for a couple of years learning, oh my gosh, everybody's a Satanist, there's pedophiles everywhere, everything's a rabbit hole, we're being poisoned all and then I didn't have God then. But once then I was saved literally by like coming mm. to God, coming to the Bible, being saved by Jesus. Like I need you need that grounding foundation to go into these dark territories. You can't, I mean, you have to God's gonna lift you up, right? You know, he's gonna protect you and keep you under his wing as you, you know learn the dark stuff that's cool I, and i would say if you if either of you would ever want to be guests on let's be friends i'd love to have you come on and talk let's about do it creatures. No, let's do it we love it yeah we want to and and that's that's what we know a lot about it's the blurry creatures the weird stuff a tag team and nate just be like the uh just like the we're an 80s show too so <laughs> one of the 80s wrestling we, tag teams. we try to have some fun that's what we do try to yeah, do you got it. try to have fun <laughs> I love your 80s art. I love all your Back to the Future stuff <laughs> and the stuff you post on your page. I'm eight. Yeah, I was born right in 82. Hey, you're, are you 80, Nate? 81? Yeah, I'm 80. Oh my gosh, you guys are so I'm young. I'm 82. <laughs> oh, you're, oh, we're all I'm the mean. same age. I'm the old one in the bunch. <laughs> Amy, you're a 90s baby? No. Oh, <laughs> no. Look at you. 76, you, you guys. look like a 90s I'm the baby. Oh, you're like the it's same. The same we're all the same. Oh, come on. We're like not really millennials. We're in that same world. Like the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're that gap. We know what the it was it like, like before matter. the internet. It doesn't matter you know? now. The answer machines. Yeah, right. exactly. We pre- well, and we appreciate yeah. it, Amy. You've been you pump our show a lot, and you've really helped our show grow. And you, thank you so much for for, uh, yeah, for tossing the blurry creatures out. That's there. what it's all about, right? Yeah, can. It's yeah, it's all about. You're very welcome, and I'm happy to do it. Mm. So awesome. I yeah, love you guys. We didn't know what we were jumping our... You guys knew exactly what you guys were getting yourselves into. You knew exactly. Luke and I had no idea. We just... We didn't realize, like, oh, wow. We're just a couple dummies. Like, let's have a Bigfoot (laughs) podcast. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It it works. It works. Yeah. It's It's just crazy. It just gets crazy. It's cool. And you guys have merch and stuff. I love it. No, we're just getting... Yeah. Yeah, you guys have a great platform. Why not? Why not? Right? I mean, People yeah. stop listening. Nate's, Nate yeah. and I are still going to do it. We're still going to be here talking about <laughs> weird stuff. 
Maybe just on the phone. That's how Karen and I are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we I just don't even like, care who listens to it. I just love to talk, hang out with Amy because like, I needed right. someone to be able to talk about this. We love talking about the same things. and My boyfriend gets so sick of hearing me talk about this <laughs> stuff. And I, I needed, I don't, you know, not a lot of people want to talk about the stuff that Amy and I talk about. But I just, I feel so grateful that God's brought us together because I could just, yeah. No, it's great. Amy, I love That's you. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's mostly like we just get dudes on the show who talk about this stuff so it's great to to bring some some female power on because the, the female guests that we have brought on the show are like blow it out of the water we, do, we brought on dr laura sanger on and people just love her and so luke and i are just we're always out eager to learn and, and figure out more of the blurry world and it's cool thanks for for coming on blurry creatures and uh We'll do it. We'll do it again because yeah. I feel like there's a lot more here. Okay, you guys have a good weekend. Friday, at, Friday at six, our brains are over. Yeah. We're, yeah. They're yeah. done. I know. Thanks, you guys. Right. Thank you so much Thanks, for having us yeah, on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it okay. again. Thank you. Bye. Right. See y'all. Hi, guys. Bye. Have fun. Thanks. Bye.